This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Happy Tuesday, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you to join us coming up tomorrow on The Big Show from 3 to 6. Our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic will be live in studio. He's going to discuss an FDA-approved breakthrough and permanent solution for ED with no pills, surgery, or needles. Uh, Gordon, big story today. This morning, R.J. Hampton, who's uh, basically seen on a few lists, he's a top five prospect uh, for, I guess, uh, outgoing high school players, incoming coll- uh, collegiate recruits. Yes, he is. He had taken a visit to Memphis. Who else was he considering? Uh, Kansas. Kansas and uh, I forget the other one. He whittled it down to three, supposedly, but chose a different thing. He did. He went on ESPN this morning and uh, announced that he signed a contract with the New Zealand Breakers. Texas Tech is what it was, I think. Of the Ast- Australian Basketball League. Uh, so he's he's doing something that uh, what Brandon Jennings uh, did back in 08. Uh, he went to play in Europe. Emmanuel Moutier in 2014 uh, scheduled to go to SMU. He decided to go over to China and play. And we everybody's kind of bringing it up today. Is this going to is this one a smart move for a player of his caliber? And two, are we going to see this happen more mm-hmm. uh, in the future? He's obviously opting for an opportunity to play for some cash, above board cash. Yes. And um, hopefully put himself in the best position to uh, to go to the NBA. This was his quote: "Quote my number one goal is to play in the NBA. I wanted to be an NBA player before I ever wanted to be a college player. This is about getting ready for the next level faster and more efficiently." Unquote. If that's my goal, and I don't really care about college, and I don't want to make a farce of uh, pretending I'm going to college, more power to him. And his dad backed up what he said. Said the same thing essentially. And I got no problem with it. I think it's smart. You can concentrate on what you're doing every day uh, with if you have uh, adequate coaching. And I assume he looked into that and decided this is what he wanted to do. I respect it. I don't. I don't know if it's smart, though. I don't know if this is the best way to accomplish what he wants. Why not? Uh, because I think you get way more exposure in playing college basketball than you do playing in New Zealand, where well, he's going to. Fl- hey, the pros know this guy. Um, yes, to a certain extent, but you can't tell me that exposure and hype don't improve things because well. it does. And if you're talking about sneaker companies, you know that stuff matters a lot. So true, he could sign a sneaker deal now, but how much smaller is that deal going to be as opposed to if he absolutely blew up in college basketball? I'm just talking about absolute development, real development, not perception, not publicity. I'm talking about where can I get better? And if he's doing it for that reason, then it's the right thing to do. If he's doing it to pick up a little extra pocket change along the way, well, I don't begrudge him for that, but... If he's like I said, I'll go back to it. If he, if this outfit there in New Zealand has has uh, competent coaching, and I can go learn the game and play against, I don't know if it's better competition or not. It might be. Uh, he's going up against grown men. He's going up against professionals. Uh, yeah, why not? Out of sight, out of mind. Uh, I don't think so. I <laughs> maybe if you're not that good. 
But if you're good and you know you're good, why not why not go? I think it's a viable option. Because that doesn't necessarily always matter. I mean, I, I agree oh, with you. Yeah, if you but can, these guys know. I mean, No, they don't. Not all the time. Well, they have a pretty good idea. And they're susceptible to hype just like anybody else. Why is why is Zion Williamson just automatically the number one? Because he's great. He is very good, but the hype train is just. It wouldn't matter. He wouldn't have that hype train if he weren't that good. Mm, we've seen it oh, on tons occasion, of but times. you've seen the guy play. He's going to be the dominant player. Derek Williams from Arizona had one kind of good tournament, and he was taken number two by the Minnesota Timberwolves yeah. before he dropped off the face of the earth. Well, there's some slippage, yes, but. This kid is good and thinks he's good, and he's got the confidence to go do it this way. But how how good were the NBA talent evaluators in Derek Williams' case? It's it's certainly not an infallible process where the scouts in the front offices know all. No, but just and because, height definitely matters. Just because they make a mistake here and there doesn't mean they're always going to make mistakes, or that that's uh, that's the way to bet. And just because you develop better or you feel like you're a better basketball player doesn't mean like the, the NBA is actually going to notice. Oh, uh, I, I don't think you're giving those guys enough credit. Do they whiff sometimes? Yeah, but they're on the whole, they get it. On the whole, they whiff a lot. Uh, they, they uh, It's not exact, but if this kid's good, they're going to keep an eye on him and they're going to know. They're going to they're gonna have a real strong idea. It's not 100%. Nothing is. Well, I look at this year's draft. Let's okay. Let's leave Zion aside. John Morant has a couple of games in the NCAA tournament where he absolutely is a stunner, and now he's basically automatically the second and, pick. And you think this is absolute uh, a lockdown kind of situation where you have to go to college to get that kind of publicity? To get that kind of publicity, See, there's no yeah, argument no, of that. Yeah, now, pe- how much it matters? There's an argument. People don't do what this kid is doing, and so we don't really know. But. Obviously, he's on the radar already because people are talking about him that he is a lottery pick. Right, but the difference between the number one pick and the number 12 pick is millions of dollars. I don't think you have to go to – Jake, this really hasn't been done. He's uh, he's pioneering. No, it has been done. We mentioned a couple of but cases not, where not it's often. been done. And they, like I said, I think those players did it for academic, because of academic reasons. That's what I read about it anyway. Yeah, well, the the circumstance is still the same, where they didn't play college and they went overseas. But, but could, I, could the, Brandon Jennings have been a top ten pick if he would have played college basketball? Uh, that I don't know. And gotten that exposure, I think that the but, shoe deal is way you, more of but, a big deal, but, in my opinion. You can't just presume that the, that the, he is not going to be paid attention to because he's going to be in New Zealand. Well, I that's just a fact. No, I think they will. I think NBA scouts will keep an eye on this kid. Maybe scouts will, but that's not the. Well, that's that's who, not that's the who matters. That's not who entirely matters. That's not the entire. Well, nothing equation. is entirely, but I mean, the, the, if pro scouts are on you, they're on you. Ask BYU Sports. Exposure matters, man. What about Dante Exum? What about him? He went number five. If he played college basketball, would he have gone number one? Well, that might have been more a function of. Of gaining experience, not uh, how many eyes were on him. And it could have hurt him. It could have. But I don't think falling off the map for an entire year is going to benefit anybody, regardless of how many scouts are going to make the it New de- Zealand de- trek. It depends on how good you are. If it's going to make you a better player, then they're going to find that out one way or the other. And it's going to benefit you. And I, regardless of the initial hype and the initial money you make, from that hype, if you do benefit in that way, if you're really good, 
then any kind of experience you can gain to better prepare you once you are in the league, I think, is uh, beneficial. And that may be true. I just don't know if that will benefit him in the short term. Like well, going I mean, to college would, would benefit him more, in my opinion. College ball on the whole sucks. Come on, let's say it the way it is. Uh, it's different, and it's certainly not on the same level. And actually, I'll agree with you here. It's it's probably not the talent level isn't as high in a professional league in New Zealand as in, I think, New Zealand. You Again, you're playing against grown men. That's That's probably true. But what happens if he goes over there and is just an average player? Because, I don't know, he's 18. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I think scouts will take that into consideration as well. Now, again, I, I'll agree with you that sometimes they make mistakes, but oftentimes they don't. And I got no problem with this kid to stay in, just stay and play college ball and pretend you're a college student for a year. That can rot your soul. Well, conceptually, rot your soul. Let's not. Let's not. Well, you know it's a farce. Let's not be dramatic. You know here. it's a farce. Um. We got trouble right here in River City. I, I do agree with you that he should be free to do whatever he wants. And I, uh, I've i changed my tune on this over the years. I think the one and done has been an absolute disaster. And I think that they should have the opportunity to draft, draft high schoolers right out of high school if a franchise so chooses. And but, if they did that, this kid would be drafted. Probably. Maybe. But the problem is, is, is well... I, I think the, the problem is is that they we're taking a freedom of choice away with the one and done, and they should be allowed to choose. And I have no problem if this, this guy wants to go to New Zealand because he feels like that's what's best for him. He, he should be able to make that decision with himself and with the confidants that he surrounds himself right. with. And uh-huh. Conceptually, I agree with you. But if you ask me what would be better for him in his professional career or his career in general, I would recommend still going to college. I don't know. It's the biggest you stage you can, you, you can play you, on. You haven't heard the conversations b- between the parties. And if they're pretty convinced that this guy – has a real opportunity and that the awareness is already high and now it's just a matter of seasoning that athlete i like the fact that it's not a farce i like the idea that it's not he's not just putting on some sort of act pretending to be a college student when his goal is exactly what he just said publicly it is to be a professional basketball player so why not do it now over there uh, in the time that's left between when he's draft eligible or uh, because he might not be ready now. Like I said, what if he goes over there and fails miserably? Well, well, if he's going to fail, he's going to fail eventually, one way or the other. I thought you just told me college basketball was easier. Well, I mean, yeah, but I don't know how good he's going to end up being. If he's really all that, then he's going to be all that in New Zealand. And he's going to get paid, and he's not going to be a hypocrite. But as you know, being all that isn't necessarily the whole game when it comes to the NBA draft. Well, I think it's a major part of the game. Uh, well, I guess raw talent has to be there, or the possibility of it. But you know with the draft, sometimes you're drafting on potential and it doesn't work at all. So what if going and playing in New Zealand, they realize that, boy, the potential that we thought this guy had, he really didn't. Whereas if he played a, on a Memphis team where he was surrounded by other big-time college athletes and they beat up on the little sisters of the poor for the whole time, he can keep that charade going. Well, it just depends on how good the kid is. It doesn't, uh, though. There's so does. much more to it, it does, than that. Because what you're suggesting there is that he's not that good. And if he's not that good... Yeah, you might get a payday, but they're going to find you out. Darius Miles went second. He sucked.
but he was taking on uh, potential. Derek Williams uh, was taking on potential. Yeah, he sucked you're too. You're mentioning all the mistakes, you know. I mean, but there are a lot of times they get it right. I'll read a tweet coming in from Kevin, just so you can't uh, accuse me of only reading tweets that agree with me, right. which you which you do often. Uh, Kevin, <laughs> only, only when you do it. Kevin tweets me. He says, "Got to agree with Gordon. Darko number two ahead of Dwayne and Carmelo coming off an NCAA title." Hmm. Well, I wonder uh, who signed the bigger shoe deal, Darko or Carmelo. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, if you are not that good. And you're pretending to be good, and you want to put forth the idea that you're good, then maybe I would agree with what you're well, saying. Well, no players. But ever- if you are really good, and you can advance yourself better by playing for one year as a professional, then all right, that uh, that that seems like that's a good plan. And because it hasn't been done that much, we don't really know. But well, no eighteen-year-old we'll has the self-awareness to make that determination, Gordon. Of course, he thinks he's good. Now, whether that's, yeah, that's reality where, that's or where you count on parents and confidants who, who, who son, you actually suck. So we need to <laughs> figure out a way to swindle you into the draft. I I just think you need to cover all your bases and get as much exposure as possible because that's it's a but huge factor. Whether but exposure you, is not more important than talent development. Uh, I think you can make an argument that it is. Uh, 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 really? Yeah. You're really going to stand by that? Yeah. Oh, I'll take reality over fantasy any day of the week. How many hype trains have we seen taken higher than they absolutely should be and then never pan out? It happens all the time. But now you're living on this idea of, oh, you got to hoodwink everybody. Well, of course you do. What, this is hell, professional but sports. But that's yes. what he's going over there to develop himself. You call it hoodwink. I call it playing your cards the best you possibly can. <laughs> I, I, tomato, tomato. <laughs> I don't think that should be the goal. I think the goal should be to get the best coaching you can get. And if you can get paid while you're getting that coaching and you can play every day and you don't have to haul around books around campus and pretend you're going to class, and uh, I think that uh, i got no problem with it. Well, like I said, conceptually, I have no problem with it. Do what, do what you want to do, but I don't necessarily think it's the best course of action for somebody like this. Well, I guess we're going to find out. want to remind you to come and watch the future stars of the PGA Tour tee it up at Oak Ridge Country Club in Farmington, June 27th through the 30th. Don't wait till the last minute to purchase your tickets. Buy them online now at utahchampionship.com. A very strange slash hilarious story coming out of the world of minor league baseball. <laughs> a little Memorial Day trivia. <laughs> yeah, kind of a sad story out of major league baseball, too. We'll get to it. Way to bring us down. Jeez, wow. I was teasing some upbeat, whimsical story. And I was looking like, for the clown yeah, music. Yeah, we're going to just drag you right down, too. Terrific. Thank goodness. Then we'll read the obits at yeah, the end of the great. show. Great. Well, it is kind of related to that. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Welcome on back. Thanks for making us a part of your Tuesday. want to remind you to join the big show coming up on May the 30th at the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Come hang out with us. 
at the warehouse. Gordon, uh, a funny story that's out there today. The Fresno Grizzlies, of course, the Bees fans, familiar with the Grizzlies, of course. Uh, they had uh, a Memorial Day doubleheader uh, yesterday. And they wanted to uh, air a video, or they did. They put it up on their scoreboard. A video, uh, kind of a tribute to Memorial Day. Yeah, really nice. And actually, if you if you watch the video, it's a it's a Ronald Reagan speech, a very good speech. And it goes on for about uh, you know three and a half minutes, something like that. The the video, and during the speech, they're showing different pictures, kind of related to what it is that he's talking about in the in the speech. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah. So at the three, pretty much three oh seven mark of the video. Uh, it's the part of Reagan's speech where he's mentioning or he's he's talking about the enemy of freedom, the enemies of freedom. All right. And so while he's talking about it, you see a picture of Kim Jong-un come oh, up wow. uh, on there, you know, a North Korean uh, leader, little rocket man, you know. Okay. Could be considered an, an enemy of freedom, I suppose. Mixing in some serious uh, commentary there, but go ahead. There's uh, what do you mean? I'm mixing in no, series to come? No, oh, okay. No, I see. Oh, I see. Uh, then uh, Fidel Castro, a picture of him was was flashed up there. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people probably think he's he's a enemy an, of freedom. Enemy of uh, freedom. Freedom. Um, and then sandwiched in between those two pictures, Gordon, was a picture of uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Isn't she? On our side, the AOC. Yeah, she's a she's a prominent, I guess these days, Democrat, that's out there, and apparently an enemy of freedom. Well, either someone had a macabre sense of humor about this whole thing, or somebody made a big mistake. Well, we uh, we find out later due to some statements. They pretty much just uh, pulled a YouTube video and threw it up there without really watching it. First, but why would the YouTube video have a picture of those three? I I think this is some sort of um, probably conservative commentary, uh, maybe a bit gotcha. of a joke, okay. a, a satire, if you will, and a pretty funny one actually at that. Just maybe not all that appropriate to air publicly at the the Fresno Grizzlies. You know, game. nuclear war and the Green New Deal—they're the same thing, Gordon. <laughs> oh, I see. According to some folks, I think yes, that's <laughs> true. On. Oh, man. Well, uh, I suppose there must have been some apologizing going yeah, on after they, this. Yeah, they said they found the, the employee that overlooked it, and they're being disciplined. They're headed to Guantanamo <laughs> this morning. <laughs> Certainly glad they said they didn't fire the employee. I don't think it's, you know, I don't think they needed mistake. To, somebody needed to lose their job. They just need to be a little bit more diligent in, in what exactly they're they're doing. Because they don't want to, you know, they're not trying to make it political. They're trying to have a nice Memorial right. Day message. Because right? They, yeah. they, they want all kinds of fans at their games. Republicans, Democrats, independents, whatever. People Liber with money Liber to spend. Libertarians, whoever. I, my theory is the guy or gal that was in charge forgot that that was their assignment and then just fired up whatever first speech they Google, can find Google, on Google, YouTube. Google, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, let's go with this. Go, go, go. Yep, exactly. Just put it up there. We're in a hurry here. I've done that before, by the way. It's not <laughs> not show? to this, not to this degree, but where I'll start playing like on a total request Tuesday. Oh, a song or something, and it'll be like, 
going okay, and then the first few lyrics are like, no, that can't be nope. on the radio. <laughs> nope, never mind. Let's uh, fade that out right never quick. Never mind. Is Don on the phone? You know, though, in a country where we have a, a certain uh, political leaders who may or may not... Uh, be Compa- crooks? Compare uh, oh. Korean dictators, North Korean dictators, in a, a more favorable light uh, to uh, a certain political opponent that might be coming up in, a, say, a, a theoretical election. Then, you know, I mean, all sorts of things might be possible in this country these days. What did you just say? <laughs> or yeah. not say? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little confused. I, was, I think you know exactly what I was referring to and what I'm not saying, all right? I'm completely lost. Because unlike the Fresno minor league baseball team, I you know I'd like to keep all our listeners, not just those of a certain ilk. Okay, politically speaking, you want all the libertarians out there to listen. <laughs> Everybody as, listen as much as possible. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat or conservative or liberal or it just doesn't matter to us. No, it it it, it certainly does not. It probably doesn't Nor matter. Should it. it may or maybe not. Certainly, might uncertainly might hypothetically matter or not. <laughs> you got to admit that if you were just watching that on YouTube, though, you'd laugh. Maybe not appropriate in a minor league game, but you'd laugh. I Come on, that's I'm funny. A, it would depend on what the commentary was, whether I would think it's funny or not. What do you mean depend on what the commentary was? What, what I mean, I need some context. Well, it was Ronald Reagan uh, during a speech saying there are enemies of freedom out there. And then they flash <laughs> a picture of, of Kim Jong-un and then AOC and then Fidel Castro. Well, I mean, is that funny? It's kind of funny. To disparage uh, a, a political figure in our country? That's what I'm way? saying, though. Like a satirical YouTube thing, that would be funny. It's just not funny at a, ma- at a minor league baseball game. It'd be funny in a monologue on a late night show. Right, yes. On, but not. Right, exactly. Not in Memorial Day celebration. So what are we to think about the Fresno, uh, what, are they, the, what are they, the Fresno what? Grizzlies. Grizzlies. What do we think about them? They're a little lazy. Right. Or smart, because we're talking about them. That's true. We are talking about them. Ah, see? See what happened here? We got snookered. We got sucked into the whole thing. Yeah, but, I mean, we've talked about the Oromals when they did their uh, Caucasian Awareness Night. And I don't, yeah, and I they don't, were handing out, like, uh, what was it? It uh, was Wonder, Wonder Bread. Bread. Yeah. I think they would have taken that one back if they possibly could, even though we were talking about them. Would they? Yeah, I think oh. so. They got a they got a bunch of really negative. They press didn't take on it that. back until then, though. Yeah, you do. This wonder- was like weeks that had been announced before it was made known. You wonder who who gave the the thumbs up on that one? I do. You know, because <laughs> I have a great idea, fellas. See, and I don't even necessarily blame the the people who have uh, you know we, i've sat in brainstorming sessions gordon yeah, i know you have no, to there's no there judgment there a lot of terrible ideas right. come up and usually somebody there is like you know what that's that's not good that's <laughs> that's really bad i mean you almost every day at the not sports report exactly but who heard well caucasian awareness night and went yep Nailed it. How have we not done this before? I can't believe we haven't. <laughs> what a Can we get some Seinfeld idea. clips? Look, I got some Wonder Bread right here. It's a great built-in sponsor. <laughs> Terrific. This is absolutely the best idea we've ever had. <laughs> I bet that I, I can see that actually being discussed. But, you know, because so, sometimes that's why, this is why you marry somebody who's smarter than you fellas. 
When they tell you that you have bad ideas? Yes, because you need to, you need to know that. Yeah. You know, there needs to be some checks and balances, even though we think we don't want that, but we do. <laughs> the Fresno Grizzlies, huh? Hmm. Pretty funny. Saw that story. I laughed today. Uh, you want to you wanna bring us down with your other baseball story? Yeah, Bill quick? Buckner passes away at 69 years old. Uh, he of the infamous uh, botched play. Which is ridiculous that that's what he's so well known for. When he had how many twenty seven hundred career hits, uh, Austin? Twenty seven hundred plus, yeah. I mean, he's a great player, and yet that's what people think of when they think of Bill Buckner. Sad that um, uh, dementia is what got him. I think that plagues a lot of families out there. That's yes, a real. It does. That's a that's mm. a real tough one. Uh, not only on uh, obviously the person going through it, but everybody around him too. That's that's uh, that's really hard. And sixty nine seems too young. Yeah, it too is young. definitely too young. And uh, lost a, a childhood hero of mine, uh, in, in, in a time when uh, when hero was the right word uh, over the weekend as well. Bart Starr, who was a little farther along, eighty five years old. It's always tough to say goodbye, but Bart Starr, man, he was he was the man. When I was a kid, the man, absolute, the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Are you kidding me? It was uh, tough to see him go. Yeah, I didn't have the chance to to watch him mm-hmm. when he was playing, but certainly aware of what a legend uh, that he was. What a great name, Art Star for a quarterback. Yeah, it's it like Johnny Unitas, you know, back in those days. He's a star. Those are great names, and they were great players, no doubt about that. So that hit me because I was a Packer fan when I was a kid. Not a surprise. <laughs> because they were good? Yeah, front-running a little bit there. Well, what was I supposed to base it on? What's your connection with uh, Green Bay? Nothing. I love the Packers. Yeah. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. Your home for Utah's best sports radio is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're locked on to the big show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. You know, he had this this boring bumper music today. I don't know. I don't know if that was a win. Somebody just wanted saxophone music? He said it's a boring instrument, which I couldn't disagree more with. Oh, I love this. It's my favorite sound oh, other yeah. than drums. But but all because we were talking about the Indy 500 for like five minutes. Five Go back and re-listen to our one, bud. I, I really haven't gone to see what our response has been from folks on this, but I'm telling you, the Indy 500 is an American classic. And so is the saxophone. <laughs> there are lots of things that, uh, again, are part of Americana that we just as soon forget. Just because it's been around for a while doesn't make it great. Come on! it's. Uh, I, really re- I really regret not watching it. I wish I had. At least some of it. 
Can I ask you a quick question that maybe we delve into this at a later show when we have a little bit more time to do it? But considering that uh, revenue is such a, a big deal, particularly in the Pac-12 now and, uh, and closing the gap, should they start selling beer at stadiums? Uh, does it? How badly does it affect fan behavior? Well, it's interesting you say that. There's, there's oh, the reason I bring this up is there are a couple of different stories out there regarding it today. One, the the Arizona Republic, I think, was the one who reported it. So, the mm-hmm. University of Arizona started selling beer at their sporting events this year, and. And uh, they said reports of incidents, you know, fights, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. did not rise at all. Yeah. So it, it didn't have uh, any sort of effect. Um, on kind of a different note, SEC Commissioner uh, Greg Sankey said today that alcohol in stadiums isn't the magic fix to stem slipping attendance at football games. Uh-huh. So that's talking about attendance. And let's, I'll, I'll tell you this, I think the Pac 12 could use a boost in attendance from a bunch of different universities. And I just wonder if selling beer would actually affect that. Greg Sankey doesn't think that. I personally don't think that it would lead to more behavioral instances. Well, here you talk about perception and about what publicity and all that sort of thing as we were talking about that uh, player who's going to New Zealand. Sometimes, all it takes is one guy who's drunk to do something crazy at a game where he's, you know gets in a fight with somebody and then everybody says, look... You know, they look at that and then draw a conclusion. My response to that would be they're already drunk. Hmm. You don't think that there are just intoxicated people pouring into those stadiums regardless? From tailgating? Is that what happens at tailgating? And I actually I make the I can make the argument that, that it actually would decrease drunkenness. Because I have witnessed this personally many times. Uh, I'm sure you have heard of such, Gordon. But how many uh, people out there are absolutely overdoing it before they get into the game in the first place yeah. because they know they can't uh. have a beer in the game. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, bong this tequila so that I can have my buzz on for the next three hours. As opposed to limit what they do in the tailgate because they can know they can buy a $12 beer once they get in the stadium. Hmm. And, and, Gordon, we're at these jazz games, these home jazz games, each and every night. Public, public uh, drunkenness is not a problem at jazz games. It's not. And there, there are plenty of people lined up in the beer lines that, uh, that we see when we walk around the stadium. True. And I, I see very—I'm not saying that alcohol-related incidents don't exist because we've all probably seen one or two, but they're not a problem. They're not, they're not a common occurrence at jazz games. So let me ask you a question about this, Jake, because really i got to plead uh, ignorance on this. I, I do not drink, so I don't know. Does having a cold beverage uh, increase the enjoyment of a ball game uh, for folks who do? Um. I would say yes, my personal opinion, but I don't think that question is actually relevant because I think people do it regardless. Hmm. So well, I don't, uh, but 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 if it's a benefit to your fans, then why not make it available to them? Sure, and I think if it's a benefit to your school, why not do it? Because uh, of the because of the money. cash, uh-huh. make a ton of money. I, I'd be interested. I wonder if we could get somebody on from uh, from the arena. Uh, who could maybe Jim Olson or somebody who could tell us how much that they make from from beer sales for the Utah Jazz? If it would be just from the fact that would it be a significant number where it would move the needle? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I would guess it is, but yeah. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I've never I don't seen know either. I've and never seen a figure. I can't speak to to much of anything on that because I, 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 I don't have any experience in that regard. Do you think people would? Well, I have seen intoxicated fans at at in the stands at football games that were out of control. Yep. I have seen that with my own eyes. I've seen that uh, uh, multiple times at stadiums that don't allow beer. Hmm. So I think it's happening regardless. So you might as well benefit from it. Unless you think it would increase the problem. Yeah, and maybe there's an argument to be made for that, but I, I don't think it would because I think it's pretty much already happening. I watched a drunken Ute fan get punched out at Autzen Stadium after the game was over, and I'll tell you what, they didn't sell one beer at Autzen Stadium that afternoon. That was yeah, back but, in 2009. Yeah, but if you're making it more difficult for that kind of behavior to happen than it would be if if they were selling it. And I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but I could see why people might think that if you if you're selling this by the uh by by the tall glass fool at uh, ball games, wouldn't that make it seem like it would it would increase the prevalence of or at least the potential of something going on? I think you could make a really strong argument it'd actually have the opposite oh, effect. I don't yeah, I don't know. I I'm not sure. Most people that I've known of sneaking liquor into uh, sporting events are sneaking exactly that liquor into. So yeah. you want fans uh, tipping up a fifth of uh, Johnny Walker, or do you want them <laughs> having a twelve-ounce glass of Coors Light? Yeah. All right. But may, uh, like I said, maybe we get into this at another point where we get we have another few minutes. I just thought it was interesting that uh, the. Two different reasons that was in the news today. Yeah. Okay. All right. Joining us now, our good friend Troy from Technoglass, hanging out and helping out our listeners, saving them some money at the same time. What's up, Troy? Hey, you're absolutely right. You know, uh, I love your zone listeners. And uh, when we're on the air with you, you know, Technoglass does brand new windshields, brand new windshields from Technoglass for only $99 and uh, $75 for the installation. 85% of the cars qualify. Most cars qualify for this. It still comes with the warranties that Technoglass is truly famous for. We're the only company that offers a 12-month no-breakage guarantee. And then we give you free lifetime rock chip repair with every windshield we install, which really does make that new Technoglass windshield last longer and save you money. All that comes with every windshield Technoglass installs, including the Zone Listener $99 special we're running today. And to take advantage of that you don't have to run in and get it installed today you just have to call us by seven o'clock tonight i know that's coming up quick call us by seven o'clock tonight and schedule it when it's convenient for you two weeks from now and you get paid it doesn't matter but you really do have to call us tonight to get that 99 dollar uh special so call technoglass right now it's so easy 801 of course we're a utah company 562-2200 562-2200 give us a call here at technoglass and get that 99 dollars windshield scheduled it really is that easy you're the best thank you so much troy 801-562-2200 get on that schedule before seven 801-562-2200 more of the big show straight ahead 97.5 and 1280 the zone this, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. A lot of times people will ask me if you wouldn't have been a professional football player, if you wouldn't have been a radio analyst, what would you have been? I always tell them a paleontologist. 
We've done shows for a long time. You've never, ever mentioned that, ever. I know. Paleontology? What? Maybe if you showed more I interest was, in the things I'm interested in. Was it just in? because of Laura Dern in Jurassic Park? Because you say that, then I'm like, okay, I got you. You know, Sam Neill was never right for her. Now, Dr. Hans? Dr. Hans. <laughs> Girl, nature always finds a way. I don't know how you guys take my dreams and just crumple them up like a piece of paper and throw it right back in my face. Oh, man. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. We've got everything going on. Every time you go. Wrapping up a big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thanks for making us part of your Tuesday on a short week. We greatly appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun today. It has been fun, man. Our shows have been flying by lately. Yeah, I've been going to, that's a good sign, right? Yeah, I think so. If they were dragging by, that would be bad. Oh, I can't take it anymore. Got another segment? Oh, man. <laughs> what even, are we going to do? Even Austin's been energized. Well, Austin's always got energy. It's just, is it, you know, is it uplifting energy <laughs> or is it, or is it bringing you down energy? How are you, Austin? Uh, as of this moment, I'm excited because the show's ending. So <laughs> you guys thought it flew by. Wait, I was how, like, Wait what, a second. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> I'm just saying it's in the eye of the beholder. We, Austin, we talked about the Indy see, 500 about eight times too many. See, see, you say all this and then people think that's the way you really are. Will you please clarify? Are you calling me that, a liar? <laughs> would you clarify? Are you calling me a liar? To all our listeners out there that you're really a happy soul just pretended to be angry. Everything today was great except for, I'll say, the eight to 18 minutes to start the show about the Indy, Indy 500 <laughs> and whenever the not sports, sports report is on then. <laughs> See, but today, actually, you know what? Today's not sports report was great. Don't and why is that? Don't, don't believe these because guys, it wasn't everybody. your idea. They love this stuff. They love it. I do think that the not sports report had a little extra kick today. I got to agree with you. <laughs> it's a little more uh, <laughs> less less depressing, <laughs> and more, more fun. Right? Yeah, exactly. Now, I just want to clarify for those of you who who sometimes are literalists and believe everything you hear, then don't believe this. Don't these guys, speak for me. These guys are not the grump heads they come across being. Sometimes. Well, I'm not anyway. Austin's not either. He's a very pleasant, loving, friendly individual. He is? Courteous, kind. <laughs> All that stuff. Isn't that Trustworthy. A, isn't that a scout thing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thrifty. <laughs> Brave. Clean, reverent. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> to a T. Yeah. Uh, but it has been fun. Big thanks to Chris Mannix for jumping on with us today, NBA Daily Assist. Thanks to Kurt Cragthorpe for coming on the show. Thanks to Austin, executive producer of The Big Show. And thanks to you, Gordon. Well, thanks to you, Jake. Thanks to all our listeners. We'll talk to you all tomorrow, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.